Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Good morning, everybody. My name is Rosie Mutena. I am the Afro-Yiddish princess. Welcome to another slot of mine where we're going to be talking about issues that, 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 we, that are pertinent to, to our society. And we're going to try and unpack these issues uh, and get to the bottom of them and, and also just create more dialogue so we can create more harmonious and, 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 and better living conditions within our country. Of course, you can find us on cliffcentral.com or you can call in on 0861-555-189. We're on Twitter, cliffcentral.com. My Twitter handle is princessrtm. But before I get into today's lineup, we have a tradition. And here it is. Yeah, uh-huh. You know what it is. Black and Jewish. My name is Rosie Moderna, aka the Afro Yiddish Princess. So we're in August, Women's Month, and um, my f- dear friend Coley Roberts always says to me, "This is like Rosie's favorite month because she gets to preach and she gets to praise and 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 talk about women's issues." And of course, this year there's no, there's no difference whatsoever. However, this year I'm going into it with a bit of a heavy heart. I Went back to acting for a while, um, after, after a, 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 a long break for a while. And unfortunately, I had to resign from a job because, number one, my rights weren't adhered to. Certain things written in, in my contract and uh, directors and producers trying to make me do things that were against my will. And I saw that the treatment of women on set was, was also just a bit off key. And, and the response and, 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 the acknowledgement from certain people of certain HOD departments um, was quite alarming and a bit worrying. And so I took the stand to to back away from the job um, as much as I, I loved the character I was playing. But number one, because I don't like working in an environment where I'm going, people are going to try and undermine me. But number two, we need to set a pathway for women to come after me, young actresses who are going to be following suit. 
And I saw on set things like, well, just do the set, just do the scene in your, in your, in your bra because we need to get our ratings up. And young actresses just doing things because they don't know what their rights are. And so, although I've resigned, we're not going to leave it there. We're going to, um, work very, very closely with the South African Guild of Actors who, um, by the way, were fantastic in, in supporting me in my decision and, and everything leading up to it, along with the, the, the channel where the program is actually aired, who support my decision and were the first to actually apologize for what was happening. So after that, we're going to be moving into looking at different programs that we can run on sexism, on, on, on rights of people on set and so forth. So we'll keep you tuned about what's happening, what's happening with that and, and, and what our progress is. But that's why I decided to to dedicate the show to men who are actually doing a difference, who are acknowledging what's going on in our country, who are using their voice to bring about change in a positive way. Um, we need to create these wonderful dialogues between men, between men and women, and between women. And I'm going to be highlighting two areas, a younger generation, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on, and then an organization called Sonke Gender Justice, who have done phenomenal work over the past couple of years in terms of raising awareness, but creating that dialogue between men on these various issues. And on the line, I have Mr. Borta from um, Sonke Gender Justice. How are you today, sir? I'm very well, Rosie, and I hope you're well too. I'm fantastic. Thank you for your time today. It's my pleasure to see. Now, you've been working in the sector for a long time, and, and we've, we've been at different conferences together. We've, we've met on the activism space, in the lobbying space, and so forth. Before we get into actually what you guys do, from your opinion, why do you think that the, the voice of the African man is very silent on, on, on issues of domestic violence, on abuse, on sexual harassment, and so forth? I think, Rosie, it's because uh, we have been uh, taught that um, these are women's issues. As a result, uh, mm-hmm. men, we, we have not found it uh, a possible or even, um, you know, important for us to raise our voices. I think it's what one would call uh, the social scripting, Rosie. Yeah. And, and this social scripting says that uh, there are certain things that, are for women, and uh, men should not even begin to countenance getting involved. And one of those, unfortunately, is, um, you know, violence against women and parental care, mm. um, you know. So you have a host of issues that, Rosie, a lot of us have been uh, reading from this, uh, by the way, unwritten script mm. that all of us are given as and when we are but how how do we tackle that? Because I, I remember many years ago when I got into the activism space and um, somebody said to me, well, you know, you're talking about those issues and it's not the African way for, for a man to come forward and it's not our tradition. And I had to like really hold myself back because the gentleman was much older than me, so there was a level of respect. But I had to say to him, well, there's no way that it's written in the African tradition that we're supposed to be harming or hurting our sisters or mothers or aunts. Uh, What is your take on that? Well, I agree fully with you that, I mean, there's never been uh, in any of our African uh, practices or culture. Mm. uh, I I don't think there's any man uh, who can uh, boldly declare that it is within our African culture mm. as men or as women for that matter. Mm. Uh, but because we're focused on men, uh, um, that, that says to men that it's okay to violate uh, women, uh, that if you do it culturally, it's understandable, it comes normal. It, it, it can't be. Uh, and, and, and evidence has proven that in the African context, there has been, uh, in fact, there are stories of men who uh, silently were uh, supporting uh, women's emancipation and women's empowerment, mm. which we, we may not have used the, the, of the English uh, concept, but uh, there are there, lots of lots of evidence when arose that mm. bears uh, witness to the fact that uh, African men um, have never found it um, an African to support, um, you know, anti-violence strategies. Yeah, yeah. So let's 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 look at Sonke Gender Justice. First of all, how did you get involved with this organisation? Well, uh, as you rightly point out, I have been uh, even before Sonke came in 2006. But mm-hmm. I, for the last 20 odd years, and I have been doing this work with the Men's Forum and other um, men's organisations. And they came about because there was a need that how do we ensure that 
all of us men uh, broadly support each other, um, you know, uh, galvanize uh, each other, one another, but also how do we mobilize each other mm-hmm. against violence, against patriarchy. But also, Rose, it, 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 I mean, these patriarchal practices are also uh, extremely oppressive to men themselves. Yeah. So uh, I got involved uh, because it, for me, was the, the ultimate, um, you know, confirmation of the work that I have been doing with other men throughout the country. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the, first of all, let's talk about some of the challenges that you face because this is also a great platform to people, for people to know that you're out there and, and you, and you need, you need resources, you need assistance. What are you, what are your challenges that, that, that you face on a day to day basis? Well, well, one of the most important ch- challenges when I was is, uh, I mean, difficult, uh, centered organized men, mm. uh, because as you rightly pointed out, uh, when uh, you're into that, uh, men who don't find it uh, possible to, uh, in fact, don't find it cool to get involved in uh, struggles for gender equality, mm. because some would use, um, you know, excuses of culture, of religion, and some would actually even blame uh, us and say, but you, look, this is Eurocentric. Yeah. And obviously, this is Eurocentric. This does not speak to me. And, and you also find a lot of, uh, I mean, uh, unemployment uh, where a lot of men could use uh, women's empowerment as a negation of their manhood. But mm-hmm. also an uh, uh, issue of resources, which we know that uh, post uh, our post-democracy or post-1994, uh, lots of organizations, uh, especially organizations that you were directly involved with, I mean, Pawa, Tswaranang, uh, a host of women's organizations are facing financial crunches. Yeah. And that becomes a problem because then um, the, the, these are organizations that uh, really the voice is so critical uh, and because they are on the ground with communities. And, and, they, and these are serious, serious challenges when you know that resources, money to be specific, is actually dwindling because donors are of the view that, look, South Africa, you've got, you've got other places where there are important, you know, priorities. Mm-hmm. South Africa, you are a stable democracy, so donors then move to other um, parts of the world with the view that South Africa, you really don't need these resources. When in fact, when you look at the levels of violence, sexual violence, domestic violence, Rosie, I mean, these organizations, especially those working with, with women and girls, are mm. still critical for them to be supported. So broadly speaking, you have these challenges other than uh, at a conceptual level. You also have, uh, at a resource level, very yeah. important um, uh, challenges, especially uh, faced by organizations that they get towards women's empowerment roles. Right. And where do you get your funding from? I mean, I'm sure Department of Social Development assists you. Where else do you get your funding from? Well, we, we do, um, um, you know, foreign um, donors, uh, foundations, um, different, your Ford Foundation, uh, but you also have internally here, you have um, F&B that has been um, phenomenal. Um, you know, you also, have, we work closely with Department of Social Development, as you pointed out, Department of Health uh, in our Cape Town offices. So, so, but the bulk of the funding comes from your um, uh, overseas-based uh, donors, uh, mm-hmm. and one has got to uh, be, be grateful that uh, we're seeing internally here, I mean, First for Women, um, you know, uh, has, has done incredible work in, in supporting the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, like I said, F&B, um, you know, has been great in, in supporting us. Uh, so so you, you do even have corporate South Africa yeah. um, uh, uh, doing their bit in supporting uh, work with men and boys. Yeah, uh, I remember, yeah. I think it was last year or the year before, um, the Jacaranda Sisters with Blisters. Uh, yeah, I think it was a couple of years ago that you that you were the main main sponsor, and yes, and yes. and after something like that, did did it in terms of creating awareness, did it did it um, elevate elevate what you guys are doing? Did it make a difference? Absolutely, because you see, part of this corporate um, uh, investment in our country, the infect the, the awareness for us is it, it goes beyond. I mean, after the blisters, lots of. Uh, you find lots of men in different communities wanting to get involved. Mm-hmm. And, and these awareness spaces, they create for us uh, an opportunity to, in fact, uh, mobilize men at a greater level. So one, one can't uh, be, be, you know, say much, one can't stop saying that it's important that corporate world continues to support these initiatives. Because ultimately, if we invest 
in working with men and boys mm-hmm. and then women. Surely the, the, the country ultimately will benefit because um, we know that uh, it, it's costly. Uh, uh, gender-based violence, we know that it is costly to the economy, it, it is costly to the human resources. Yeah. So uh, the more corporate world comes on board, the better for uh, survivors of gender-based violence, um, you know, but but also for organisations that do sterling work, uh, they may not be on radio, on television, mm. uh, but um, supporting them is in in fact a, a a better investment in ensuring that as a country we're ultimately going to reach a stage where violence has not is not no longer considered a norm or would not be uh, you know characterised as uh, one of the the, the the, the important thing that South Africa is known of throughout the world. Absolutely, and 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 you creating the the, the dialogues and the conversations between the sexes, which is important. Let's let's move on to to the programs that you run. Um, let's start with Brothers for Life. What 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 was that campaign about? What was that program about? Well, Brothers for Life uh, was a campaign uh, that in fact was gets what uh, the media, uh, you know, where you say we we men were challenging each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're my brother, uh, I will not uh, allow you to uh, to violate um, men, I will not allow you to violate women. But also, uh, I mean, Brothers for Life, uh, medical male circumcision. Mm-hmm. I mean, these were uh, programs that were geared towards saying, how do we uh, blend, uh, you know, uh, same sex with, with men uh, going for, and, you know, medical male circumcision, whilst you also encourage men to go for testing, and because we know that a lot of us men don't visit uh, health services for various reasons, mm. that uh, in some instances it's uh, considered to be unmanly, it's considered to be un-African, it's considered that uh, it, it can't be cool as a man if you go to health services. So, so uh, programs such as, um, you, you, uh, you know, circumcision were, were geared towards a man encouraging them other than for their own health, but the health of those that uh, they, they profess to love or they're in relationship with, yeah. but also uh, encouraging men throughout South Africa to test, to know your status, because we know that the majority of us men, we test by proxy. You know, I will yeah. send my partner uh, to go and test, uh, and possibilities are that yeah, the results are, are negative or they're positive. Uh, it may because of conflict, of violence in the relationship. But you also have a program that you call Men Care. Men Care that focuses um, on how do we then as men get involved in what one may consider simple but very important house chores. Yeah. How do we get involved um, in the emotional uh, um, wellness of our children? And also yeah, ta- tackling those, those, those um, stereotypical um, myths that, you know, the woman's place is in the kitchen and girls need to be taught how to wash and clean and so forth. Absolutely. And and how how was how was that um, received? How was I mean when when you went into these communities, was it welcomed in a, openly, or did were you faced with many challenges? Well, they, 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 you had different responses when it was in that there were instances where men would say, "But I've always wanted to do this. Mm. All I needed was say a conducive, supportive environment. I, I've always felt that as a man that I need a other men to affirm." the position I've taken. Mm. So you'd find that it's not doom and gloom. By the way, there are lots of men uh, that do this house chores, but Mm. but the environment uh, uh, may not be supportive, may not be conducive, because of the the, the, the script I spoke about. Mm. Some some, some men, um, you'd go in, and as soon as he's aware that uh, their visitors, uh, he would either close curtains or stop uh, cleaning, stop cooking, stop watching the babies. And part of the men care says that, in fact, there, there is nothing wrong, there is nothing untoward, there's nothing unmanly, there's nothing un-African. Yeah. All of these, uh, these uh, is in fact uh, extremely, extremely uh, uh, investment that we do uh, in the lives of our children, of our partners. So, so the, the, we also have what one would call your fatherhood program. Right. Fatherhood program that, that says, that it, you know, Rosie, that men can't just be uh, what I always call or refer to as ATMs. That it's important for, for us as men to know that it, it's not only the, 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 the physique that defines or should define who we are, but there are issues such as emotional connectedness. How many of us would, would know the importance 
of playing with one's kids, the importance of attending mm. um, school events, I mean, watching, uh, I mean, appraising, supporting one's uh, offspring, how that investment ultimately bears or it, it deals with re- reduction of violence in our society. Yeah. So the, the, your, your fatherhood, your, your men care, all of that. I mean, we, we, we are in, now in a, we have a, a, a campaign of non-violent schools but to so-called corporal punishment. Our view is that corporal punishment should actually be regarded as any other violence. Absolutely. We should not be, we should not be euphemistic about it and mm. call it um, corporal punishment or so-called positive discipline. Yeah. When we know that ultimately the consequences are, are, are dire, we know that what the, the, the emotional scars are, are long-term, and these are the scars that mostly... that. If you don't see them, difficult to deal with. So you have a. We also have a program within the Men Care Fatherhood of a paternity leave for fathers. Rosie, mm. how do we as men ensure that when our partners, um, you know, have kids or the pregnant, how do we support them mm. so that? Because the also there's this also a rising epidemic of 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 single parent households. So men need to be equipped to be handling all these, especially if they're going to be raising young girls. Absolutely, but also raising young boys, so, so that it. it but, but you see, all of these problems. I mean, your paternity leave for fathers. Mm. Uh, that we don't believe that you need two days. So what do you do with two days? I mean, uh, <laughs> you I mean, still, still, you're still trying to catch up on your sleep <laughs> after <I> mean, two days. <laughs> I mean, you, we we know that uh, what women go through, and and our our, our call is let's then support a uh, call on men to say, I mean, uh, during a birth, after birth. I mean, these are important critical moments in, in, in the children's life, um, you know, uh, life, but also in the, our partner's life. How do we make sure that we, we lessen the burden? How do we make sure that we, uh, um, our partners have time to recuperate, to mm. heal? But more importantly, how do they also uh, enhance their own skills? How do they also ensure that, uh, I mean, they, 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 they do other things uh, that would better their own uh, career paths? Because I'm there to support. Mm, mm. But also, what's also important is that you know children learn from from their parents, and of course, little boys will learn from what daddy's doing. And if you're going to be showing empathy and respect and sympathy from an early age, it's not going to be difficult to bring that into the child's life later on. Absolutely. Someone said to me that. Um, Kids, um, when I don't learn, I mean, in this didactic mm. where you stand in front and say, um, this is how it should be done. Uh, but they learn by, by, by watching, by seeing. And, yeah. and, and, and it's important then, then in, in the work that we do of father involvement, of mm. men involvement. Because when you do this, we know that uh, the impact it has on the boy child and the girl child is phenomenal. Yeah, because we've also noticed, I mean, as you know, I've been in, in the sector for a good couple of years, and we've noticed that there's been an increase, and not only in South Africa, it's a global problem of bullying. And and some of the statistics that came through, and, and this is pertinent to, to what's happening on our continent, is that a lot of boys were then resorting to violence, but in a really, really scary and and incredibly violent way of of, of, of showing their expression. And some of the stats came back that it boils down to the fact that some of these boys don't have a, a male figure in their home. So they don't know how to be a man, number one. Number two, the emancipation of, of women and the rise of the girl child, which is very, very important. But it's also in some communities left a void for these young boys. So they don't know how to step up and they've never been told that, 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 that you know, you are equal to the next person. It doesn't matter what sex they are and so forth. So that they will use what the only thing that they know and what they see, whether it's on television or their heroes on TV and so forth, and they're resorting to violence. Are you guys working towards anything at, at aiming towards the, 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 the single households, which are run by women who, I mean, they're amazing women out there who are raising beautiful families, but it is difficult. How do you raise a son without the assistance of another man? Quite difficult. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, some of us. I mean, I I, I grew uh, and I am in in my fifties. I've never met my father. I, I've never. I don't know my father. And the, I mean, uh, the recently or about uh, two three years ago, the mm. uh, 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 Institute for Race Relations. I mean, came up with a study that shows that uh, I think almost thirty seven percent of South African households are led and run by women uh, who do, by the way, phenomenal work yeah. under trying circumstances yeah. and part of the, the fatherhood 
uh, I mean, is, it speaks directly with what you have mentioned about bullying. Is it because this boy wants an affirmation? Mm. Is it because this boy, there's, a, there's an insight cry for help? Is it because he does or shows these uh, unbecoming behavior because he wants to be recognized? Uh, he wants to be cared for. He wants to be loved. And part of um, what we do with the men care, I mean, is to say our presence as fathers, not the physical presence only, mm. but also the emotional presence. Critical, important. How do we then? Uh, I mean, it could be that this boy, all he, all he, all he's looking for is to be told that how great he is, to be told that he is admired, he's yeah. loved, he's respected, yeah. and or just held, or just hugged. You know, we we, we 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 got to teach young boys and get into that. I mean, I'm seeing it, and I, I enforce it with my with my nephews and my cousins and everything. That it's okay. There's nothing wrong with 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 showing love, with saying I love you, with crying. Absolutely, and these are part of the work we do, uh, doing unscripting this, um, I mean, patriarchal script. Mm. I mean, and in, in so doing, it, it can't be easy because you're going, in, in some instances, against the mainstream. You're going against the convention, yeah. uh, the, which is conventional. But we are of the view that uh, the, more, uh, the more we see uh, programs of, of men getting involved directly in, in what some people may consider, you know, inconsequential, but we think are important. Mm. I mean, you're hugging, you're touching. All of this, we know with the work we do, when men come back in different, you know, campaigns, in different workshops, would say, but the advent of Sonja's men care work, the advent of Sonja's fatherhood, has in fact made me to reflect on my own upbringing. As I said, Rosie, mm. a lot of men... Um, are raised by single, um, you know, women because they were abandoned. But unfortunately, there are instances where we also abandon our own because we've been abandoned. Yeah. You're just following the cycle and we need to break that cycle. Absolutely. We need to undo the script. We need to say there's something fundamentally wrong about a, a, a script that says it's okay not to care. It's yeah. okay to be emotionless. I always wonder, I mean, I have never seen a system, Rosie, as cruel, as oppressive as patriarchy. Mm. Where, where, I mean, imagine a system that says to you, uh, you're okay, even when you are vulnerable, uh, even when you want to cry as a man. A system says, don't do this. Don't show emotions. A system, Rosie, that allows you to show one set of emotions, that of violence, yeah. that of anger. And a promote system, that. Promote that. And, 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 and it's, almost, it's almost like, well, if you don't follow that, then you're not a real man. No, you because know. you also have terms. I mean, we say, yes, kokuma, hinja. Mm. Uh, you know, yes, kokuma, hinja. You know, he's a real, real man. Mm. And part of what we want to what we're doing, and by the way, there are lots of men throughout the country who are doing phenomenal work. Yeah. Uh, they may not be prominent. Part of what we're doing is to, in fact, uh, go at the bedrock of what causes this uh, social scripting that is so bad for us men. Yeah. It is bad for our health. I mean, that's why studies have shown we die young, we die prematurely, because this script says we must take risks. This script says we must be macho. Yeah. Where, Rosie, where I'm, I'm vulnerable, it says to me, don't say this to Rosie. Yeah. Don't say this to uh, Central. Let the, 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 Keep quiet. Uh, don't talk about it. Nobody no. needs to know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I get that all the time. Listen, we need to take a quick ad break, but, um, but we'll be back after that talking a little bit more about Men Engage Africa. One man can. Uh, if you are listening, please uh, follow us on cliffcentral.com. Of course, we're on Twitter at cliffcentral.com. If you'd like to call through and ask any questions, the number is 0861 555 Of course, we're on Facebook and uh, WeChat IDs under Cliff Central. And my Twitter handle is Princess RTM. But we'll be back after the break. I am the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. 
Welcome back to the show. My name is Rosie Mutena, aka the Afro Yiddish Princess. And today, where the topic that we're, that we're talking about is men changing, men doing, making a difference in our country for the good. You know, as we enter into Women's Month, it's not just about the women. Yes, we need to to raise and praise us and and what so and so forth. But it's also about creating the dialogues between our men, between our young boys. Um, boy and boy conversations, boy and girl conversations, women and men conversation. At the end of the day, we all need to live in a harmonious environment. On the line, I've been chatting to, to Mr. Boerta from Sonka Gender Justice. Thank you very much. So, um, you know, you said something really, really amazing before, and you said one of the uh, cruelest systems that we ever have is patriarchy because it's teaching men to 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 push down and teaching men to use negative forms in order to rise above that and a lot of the amazing work that you do in um in in your organization you've got this campaign called men engage africa what is that about well men engage africa it's about uh, it's stopping non stopping violence um you know um um, that's perpetrated by men, mm. towards men, towards women, towards children. But it's also a network of organizations that um, work in Africa and um, in other parts of the world, in Europe, in Latin America, in mm. Asia. And, and the, at the core of Men Engage is how do we collaborate? How do we share experiences? How do we support each other? Mm. How do I speak uh, and support men who are in Uganda? Um, how do I also share experiences with men in Malawi, mm. in Lesotho, um, who may be going through uh, turmoils um, either in their relationships, in, in, in making meaning of what it means to be a man, but also how do we engage men in, um, you know, um, uh, uh, in, in reproductive health rights? How do we promote children's rights? How do we also talk about the, the fatherhood I spoke about? I mean, a lot of we know that. So what men can do is how do we open space about um, children's rights, about reproductive health, about sex and sexuality? And, but, but is how, uh, as, as, an, as an alliance, men engage um, in different parts of Africa? How do we speak with one voice against yeah. um, of gays and lesbians? How do we also, as an alliance or as men engage, ensure that we, we speak with one voice? Where we re- we realize that I mean women's rights are trampled on. So so these are programs uh, that that deals with HIV, with human rights, with with fatherhood, with 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 with, with men care. Have you have I, you I noticed mean, that some of from because you've mentioned a vast number of regions and I mean we Uganda has been in the forefront and I mean I love the country itself but in terms of their political stance towards um, homosexuals it's it's rather it's rather worrying and devastating. But mm. have you noticed or there are there any other Challenges that overlap that are almost the same that we, same type of things that we were experiencing in our country. Well, you would have. Um, um, I mean, we, I know that Malawi also deals uh, have difficulties with dealing with um, you know gays uh, and uh, uh, lesbians. You, you Kenya, Nairobi recently. The United States president was around in the in those shows. But we know that recently, which is actually a victory, uh, Mozambique has in fact came with a law that. Decriminalizes, you know, uh, homosexuality. Mm-hmm. So, so you and, and part of the men engage is precisely to to serve and work as a pressure group. Right. You know, to serve in different parts of the of the world uh, to say to our, to our uh, respective governments what do you do, you know, because what do you do when 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 you you um, you know either ministers or or in your country you you come with legislations that we know that are extremely homophobic but we also that know that these laws that are retrogressive what do you do to hold them accountable mm-hmm. responsible i mean those that have a duty to bear as men engage in fact central is how do we uh, collectively speak with one voice especially on those towards policies laws that we know are fundamentally um, you know uh, anti-transformation. Yeah, yeah. You you said something also very, very important, is that people need to be held accountable. Now, I know from, from the women's sector, we've had many problems with many different police stations. Granted, I will say that there are some police stations that have stepped up to the mark and that are following protocol and doing their bit. 
But in the last uh, two years, I mean, I've dealt with two specific police stations where uh, protocol wasn't observed. Um, nobody was held accountable. I mean, I even went as far as national level, speaking to the heads at national level. And, you know, it, what we figured out that there was a, a line of, of corruption which trickled all the way down. So nothing was ever done. But how do we, what, what is the way forward for you in terms of holding accountability for, for policies that aren't adhered to in other countries or in our country? Well, we, we think that engaging government is very critical, very yeah. important. But also, we, we are of the view that, like, uh, the campaign that we, we, we are launching this, this month, on the Women's Month, is, uh, I mean, the guns, how are they used, you know, ensuring uh, 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 that different police stations, I mean, women who uh, go into and seek protection orders, mm. I mean, how do those police stations, men and women, understand the value of removing guns in guns that ultimately kill women, you yeah. know, and and part of our work is to say holding them accountable is it it can only if there's no joy from your local police station, but you have the provincial com- commissioner, mm. other provincial commissioner, you have the national commissioner. Mm. So, uh, other than training them, we're not also, but you also have the view that it's important that a, a South Africans. And in other, other our colleagues in other parts of the continent, they raise their voices when we know that uh, laws are not being pro- properly uh, implemented. Yeah. You know uh, that uh, in fact there is like talk about talk about domestic violence act. Mm. I mean uh, we know that uh, it has been in, in place for for many many years. So it's our duty as South Africans, men and women, ordinary men and women, to actually ask the question: Why is it that? Uh, there, there is no uh, knowledge, uh, if there is knowledge, but there is unwillingness uh, to implement what the law calls for. And part of our, our call, the, the, the month of August, is to say police stations, policemen and women have a responsibility to mm. provide proper, accountable, responsible service. Yeah, it's a mandate. Absolutely. And these are non-negotiables. But how do we do it? We do it by ensuring that um, they, if, if, if things are not done properly, we will we'll, uh, litigate uh, because we are of the view that these are things that uh, are not only mandated, but they're also constitutional obligations. Mm, mm, absolutely. Just before we let you go, I just want to talk about the other campaign which you have, which is One Man Can. And then also I just want to get your views on, on what advice you'd give to, to, to single, single fathers out there. So let's talk about One Man Can. What is, the, what is that program about? Well, the One Man Can has always, has been, always been a, the flagship of Songhe Gender Justice. Mm-hmm. And it says that I, as an individual, in my space, a, I could do change. I, I can, I must, and I should do change by, by talking to other men, challenging mm. other men, uh, challenging young boys. Uh, in that space where I am, I mean, in my workplace, uh, in, in, in... It's in a lifestyle place. choice. You've got to wake up in the morning and feel it. Absolutely. You know, so, so even, case, with, even how you respond to, to a beggar on the street, if you're going to wake up and, and claim that, 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 that you are forgiving and an open person, it's got to be, it's got to reflect on trickle down to every bit of your life. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Where well, we hold each other accountable. I mm. mean, about, about HIV testing, about condom usage, about, I mean, the issue that we've spoken about, all of them, uh, in fact, they, they, what men, one man can say is that, I can and I must and I should hold other men who have your success jobs, who, uh, we, who I know that this man is violent. Yeah. Uh, this, how do I report? And how do I report this man? How do I mobilize other men to ensure that this man does get help? Yeah. And, and, and I mean, the one man can say that why is it important to have, Rosie, millions of men, but you or you in your in your space where you are, mm. it's possible that to you do can something. bring change. Yeah. You know, I, I like I like what you pointed out is that you, we've got to be we've got to be we've got to hold each other accountable, especially in 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 a conversation era. And and I'm just thinking about a situation where um on a set on a film set, uh, a woman reported sexual harassment of a certain actor, and went went to management and so forth, and they uh, they apologized and they said, okay, cool, we're going to fire him, but we're not going to fire him for that reason. We're going to let him go for another reason. Because we don't want to, to um, you know, we don't we don't want to rock the boat, and we don't want to affect his acting because of the situation, um, and let it go. Now, my argument in that situation was that not only are you disrespecting the woman because she had to go through that horrible ordeal, but you're almost giving him passport to go do it to somebody else, if not worse. 
You know what I mean? And, and if men could have the, realize that and have these conversations and, and, and express that, wait a minute, what he's done is wrong. He needs to be held accountable. And I need to express it from another man to another man. You know, how do we, how do we get them, get to that level? Corporate world. Mm. It's also important for them to have this training, sexual harassment. Yeah. What is it and how do they respond? But also, Rosie, do we have policies? In, in the organization. Yeah. But you also need a, a willingness from top management who would understand that it's not only the harassment that is that is physical, that uh, you can see that uh, the complainant complains about, but it is the deep seated scar that yeah. lives with this individual. But also, if, if you do not take punitive action against uh, the, the, the harasser, uh, chances are that, as you rightly point out, he, he may be, in fact, it may be, uh, uh, he may be doing it not only to other people, but also saying that, but in fact, it's a norm. That is why in co- corporate world, it's important to, to do away with what I call the, the, the male bonding syndrome. The because boys' the club. The boys' <laughs> club. What it does, the boys' club, is that it also presses us because then you continue, you go on and on because you think that it is normal, mm. it's okay, because you know that they are, the boys' club, the, the, the CEO is male. The yeah. COO is male. The, the human rights uh, the, the uh, human resources director is made. Yeah. And, and, and that's that when, when a woman sees that, she says, well, nobody's going to believe me because they're out at the pub on a Friday night or they're playing golf on a Wednesday morning and it's discussed like, oh, okay, yeah, I touched it. It wasn't that bad. We'll leave it alone. And then it's, it's pushed under the carpet. And then the next woman, when it happens to her, doesn't want to come forward because she saw how the boys' club reacted to the first situation. Absolutely. But also what it does to other women is if this senior woman could be treated this manner, mm. I mean, with disrespect, with disdain. Mm. I mean, what, who am I? Uh, what it does is silence, silence in the majority. But what it does then, it promotes uh, him to continue. I mean, the, the level of impunity mm. that I can literally get away. Uh, but it also has other health effects on, on the, the woman who has been arrested. Who, yeah. I mean, issues of depression. Because, you know, I, I'm, 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 we're dealing with a case here. Of, of one woman who, in, in uh, one of the national, um, you know, government departments, who has uh, has to be had to be hospitalised for many many months because wherever she went, I mean, uh, her boss, uh, her bosses, but and women in the organisation as well in the department, no one believed her. In mm. fact, she has been in and out of hospital. I mean, uh, her health has t- deteriorated, continues to deteriorate because the one thing is that this, in fact, the person who has been accused to uh, has got a promotion. What does that say? Wow. It, it sends a message that it's okay because yeah. this is the men's world. Yeah. That is why the policies may not be enough. Um, policies are not enough. They're important. But also is how do we ensure that the private sector, government, uh, when we have sexual, sexual harassment uh, policies, People are tired to, but if they know that, that there are consequences, and the consequences yeah. uh, are ghastly to contemplate, and that's what we should be doing as a country, that, Rosie, we should feel so revolted, we should feel so angry that this man can't be allowed to get away yeah. with any sexual harassment and not try and trivialize it and you say know? things like, but, you know, he, he, what is wrong with her? I mean, this is just a, a, a joke, you know? Uh, what is, I mean, she, she was... Yeah, it's, it's minimalizing the whole, the, 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 the whole situation. As, as my good friend Kaboma, the, the performer and actor, said in an interview once, was that we've become numbed to, to, to what's happening to our women and to violence around us, that it's just become the norm. Um, and, and that's why it's important for people like you and, and, um, and my other guests, which I'm going to talk about later on, about men raising their voice as much as, as, as much as women are raising their voice in a positive way and putting what's out there, what they want and don't want and speaking up on these issues. Men need to do it from that point of view. Absolutely. Unfortunately, we've run out a bit of time, but <laughs> I wish we could carry on and talking Thank and talking. But, um, for, for the people out there, how do they get in, in contact with you? How can they help? Well, um, we've, um, the, 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 we've got two. I mean, uh, the, the, if you go to our website, mm. uh, you'll see lots of our activities, www. 
Okay, perfect. And Otherwise, you can look on my Facebook page or my Twitter page. I've loaded that up also. Oh, wonderful. And thank you for this opportunity. It is these programs that all of us as South Africans must continue to do education, education, uh, engagement, engagement, Rosie. Absolutely. Thank you, so much. thank you. I salute you and to, and, and to all the different programs that you've done. And, you know, even if you reach to 10 people and you've changed Absolutely. two, you've made a difference. Absolutely. And, and uh, I will continue to fly that, uh, the Sonke Gender Justice flag high because I, I really honor the type of work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, Sister. Uh, of course, that was Mr. Boerter from Sonke Gender Justice. If you want a little bit more information, go to my Twitter feed, Princess RTM, or on my Facebook page, uh, you spell it S-O-N-K-E, Gender Justice. That is, uh, we were speaking to Mr. Boerter. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to go to the younger generation, to four young men who are really, really making waves in a good way. Golden oldie, but one of my favorite. When a man loves a woman, Percy Sledge. As we enter into the last segment of the show, of course, the number is 0861-555-189, Twitter at cliffcentral.com or princessrtm. Uh, I'm talking about men who make a difference in our community, and I'm also a talent manager. And one of my artists is a guy by the name of Weza Matumane, who's actually got his own show on Thursdays called um, Gentleman by Choice with uh, Lesejo Mapanga and Zipiwe Petros, which is on Cliff Central at 12 on a Thursday. You should definitely tune in. And I remember last year going, being invited during Women's Month to University of Pretoria uh, to an event where they asked me to speak at. And this MC came on stage and he got the crowd going. He had this wild but beautiful, beautiful energy. And afterwards I spoke to him and I was like, automatically, and my, my agency is actually Pan-African, so I don't really take on South African artists because there are many agencies who do that. I said to him, I was like, who are you? And and what's what's your story? Where do you want to go? And that's a long story short. Um, I ended up taking him on and, and, and representing him. And... After this whole debacle that I was telling you about my job and so forth and thinking, well, we need to do something to engage um, men's dialogue and men need to be talking amongst themselves without influence from me. I mean, myself as a 40-year-old woman, what what do I have to tell them or how can I tell them how to conduct their lives for young boys in their, in their 20s? And Weza contacts me. He says, no, I've got this event. It's called the Leadership Seminar at University of Pretoria. Please will I attend? didn't even, even ask any questions, and he did it in conjunction with, with his co-host, Lesejo Simpiwe, um, and another guy by the name of Vaughan. And it's very, very rare that when I go to an event that I'm so invigorated that literally my drive from Pretoria to my home in Johannesburg, I, I was buzzing, buzzing with excitement. Um, I got home, I even cried because I was so overwhelmed purely by the dialogue that was brought to the stages. So I had a few uh, acts, I had a few dancers, singers, um, poets, um, one poem which we're going to end off the show with. But what was said by these men about being honest about their fears, where they come from, where they want to go, how their they, they, they fears and, and their and the misconceptions that society have on women, I found incredibly, incredibly powerful. And I left with the feeling with the sense that, okay, we're going to be okay because these guys are out there doing it. But that audience, although it was a, a fairly small auditorium and they filled it to the brim, more people need to know about that. More younger boys and younger gentlemen out there need to know that they have that voice. And it's okay to say, I'm scared. It's okay to say, I messed up. I know when I was in my 20s, I would never admit to that. So... Ending off the show, I salute you guys, um, Lesejo, Weza, Simpiwe, and Vaughan. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a, a poem which I asked Vaughan to send through to me, uh, which he wrote himself, and he, he, he said it after, after his introduction. And um, just listen to the words. 
powerful, powerful piece. Right now, as I speak to you, there is a woman on a date with her husband. They decided to escape the madness just to hold hands and, well, to be in love. But you see this beautiful vision of spending these precious moments with the loved one or being imprisoned. Now hear me when I say imprisoned and take it just as you envision that, yes, this beautiful act has been locked up by societal prisons. Now I'll explain, so lend me your ears and listen. As they enter the restaurant, the woman is ignored as if she doesn't even exist. There's no real reason for this besides the fact that the staff are just following a predetermined societal checklist like speak to the man. Because what does the woman know? He makes the money, which is clearly an assumption. Now the woman is just left standing there like an award, you know. Like the little golden man that famous actors win at that function. The man, on the other hand, is greeted and asked whether or not he'd like to be seated, almost as if he is a king, is the manner in which he is treated. Now let's stop right there. Why did the man in the story not realize that this is unfair? You see, because it's the norm. We live in a world where women are not seen as equals at all. Why does the air burn with a sense of pointlessness when a woman walks into a boardroom filled with men as if her mind cannot sketch the same, if not better, ideas down when she picks up a pen? Why are women cut short in conversation just for a man to finish her sentence as if he has the right to complete her imagination? Why when us men think of women we remember them by a physical feature? It's probably because we don't sit back and admire them and give them the chance to be the speaker. I can only imagine how much this could cause an upset. Because you know how mad us men get when we only remembered for our material possessions. So just imagine how women feel only being remembered for their ass sets. You see, this pattern of women being seen as lesser beings has gone on forever. It's not right. Can we not see? That society doesn't equip you to be a better person. No, it actually slowly kills you. till so the cause of death is confirmed as complete societal submersion. See, I believe in a set of movements and ideologies that stand for equal political, social, and economic rights. Now, just at the sound of that, wouldn't you want to live for that definition? If you haven't heard of the word that that phrase defines, then, my friend, you have been part of the lies that have been cast upon us subtly in our everyday lives. You see, in nature, it's the queen bee that runs the hive and the lioness that hunts to survive. I'm in no way endorsing women to be dominant, just as much as I believe men shouldn't be. But if we don't create systems that uplift women, we'll never have a humanist society. You've got to forget the toxins that affect your soul sobriety. Because at the end of the day, we're just people. You and me. So if I've made you think, then be blessed. And I leave you with this. That I stand in front of you today a man. But a proud feminist. Powerful, powerful, powerful words. Vaughn the Poet, thank you very much. He's a radio personality on Cliff Central on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5. He was also one of the speakers at the Leadership Seminar. Um, I'm going to shout out to all of you guys. Please look out for the next seminar. Corporates, you want to attach your name to something good, something that's going to be beneficial to our society, that will change the mindset of young men in our society. Look out for these young guys. Weza Matomane, Vaughn Teal, can't remember, Lasejo Mapango and Simpiwe Petros. And of course, they also have their own show on, on, on Tuesdays, on Thursdays called Gentlemen by Choice. Fortunately, it's come to the end of the hour. Please send me your comments. If you like it, if you don't like it, areas that you think we should tackle. I'm all about change. I'm all about bringing you that conversation. Even if I don't like it, leave it here. Let's get, let's get uncomfortable. Let's, let's, let's talk about these issues because, uh, you know, without talking about them, without doing anything, it's not going to change. My name is Rosie Mutena, uh, Princess RTM on, t- on Twitter. I'm Rosie Mutena on Instagram, on Facebook. And of course, I am the Afro Yiddish Princess. Thank you so much. For this is CliffCentral.com.